Hi, everybody. You're listening to the New Dayton Podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. So a lot of people don't realize that Dayton, Ohio is home to what many publications and what many bourbon experts uh, refer to as Ohio's top bourbon bar. Uh, it's known by a lot of people that it's a, that, that the Century Bar is a pretty cool place, but I don't think people realize just how well regarded it is in the bourbon industry. Uh, frequently ranked as one of the top 40 or 50 bourbon bars in the entire country, and oftentimes uh, the number one bourbon bar in the state of Ohio on those lists. Pretty cool that it's right here in downtown Dayton, Ohio. So if that was the only thing that we knew about the Century Bar, obviously I would want to chat with them uh, on the New Dayton podcast. But what really draws me to the Century Bar is knowing that at, a sa- at the same time that Dayton was going through a rough patch, the Century Bar was too. They were a hole-in-the-wall bar that didn't really have a niche, didn't really have an identity, and was really trying to figure out what they were going to do next. And when co-owner, now co-owner, Joe Head and Diane Spitzik decided to um, really create a niche, really carve out a specialty for themselves around 2011 and become a bourbon bar, things changed for them and for their business. And some would say the rest is history. So I went and chatted with Joe Head, co-owner, and we had a spirited, pun intended, a spirited conversation about Century Bar, the past, the present, and the future. And Joe, you will hear it in his voice, he's extremely excited about what they're doing. And uh, we're just gonna let Joe talk a little bit. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Joe Head. So if we take a trip back to 2011, the economy is in the tank, Dayton is floundering, and Century Bar is what? Um, you know, truthfully, at that time, you know, what, what's the economy really go under in like 2008? Mm-hmm. We don't see it. You know, alcohol is an insulated business a bit, you know. Is, it, no matter how good or bad times are, people drink. Mm-hmm. So that, that helped us for a long time. Then around 2011, you know, things have changed. You know, the Oregon District, you know, people complain about the Oregon District and they don't like the Oregon District and this or that. And then until they build a bar that meets your social needs, and then suddenly the Oregon District's wonderful because there's a great community and they all, they're, they're insulated and they, they really support each other and that's great. And we're kind of over here in this dark side of Dayton. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, in 2011, you know, I think it's about when Bob Bob's opened and the kind of kids that hung out here were more of the tattooed metal bicycle kids. And, you know, they started doing live shows and kind of more catered to their, a bit more to them than, than we could. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of went over there and we, we kind of got left in a spot where we had to kind of look at ourselves. And, you know, this back room we're in currently, the tasting room, was a pool room. 
And, you know, my business partner at the time, my employer, Diane Spitzik, and I asked her, I was like, when was the last time you went back there? She's like, I never go back there. Mm. And I'm like, you know, oh, the two of us run a business and, and there's a space in it and it's no bigger than it is that neither of us want to go into. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing wrong? Right. So I went on vacation that year and, you know, I was in a bar. I was going to do something else. I always thought I was going to be a welder or do, go do something different than this. Mm-hmm. This was always just that thing you did after college didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know if it didn't work out. The university asked me to leave and I agreed it was probably time for me to leave. So there's <laughs> a mutual understanding is how I like to look at it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're on vacation. And when I go to a bar, it's not like, it's not fun for me. I don't go to bars anymore because I want to know why is that there? Why does that cost so much? And why mm-hmm. did you get put over there? And why did she walk over there? And it's why like that? research and development. Yeah, like, wouldn't yeah. that have been way easier if you didn't do it that way? So mm-hmm. it's, just, it's more frustrating than relaxing to me. So I was like, you know, maybe someone does the bar business forever. I mean, obviously someone does. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to refocus here. I said, you know, I want to be a, a, a one spirit specific. And that next spirit that's going to explode in America is bourbon. You know, we're already starting to see that in the bigger cities. But there was really nothing really in Ohio and certainly nothing in this area in Dayton. Mm-hmm. So uh, like a grown up, I gave a business proposal like this is what we can do. Like we can go to 40 whiskeys with very little money investment and then mm-hmm. like let's just go. And, you know, to Diane's credit, she saw that I was ready. I started working here and I was 23. Mm-hmm. I'm 45 on Monday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I grew up here. I've worked here for 21 years. And I made a ton of mistakes. And hopefully I've atoned for some of them. Mm-hmm. So, we ripped the TVs out, the jukebox out. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's just turn our back on everything that, that we ever did. You know, so we were a, a fun dive bar for a long time. So, we just decided to make that focus. And we saw there was a hole in Dayton. And I, and I still believe we fill the hole that's in this area. There's very few places for adults to go. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a grown-up, and yeah. I love sports, but I don't, I don't have to see a television three feet in front of my face yeah. everywhere I go. I've got yeah. a la- everybody's got a laptop in their pocket. Right. So, you know, at the end of the day, for, for just an adults to go have an adult evening, so we, that's what we built here. Mm-hmm. And, and it, went, it went whiskey specific. And, and that probably sells us a bit short in that we're, we're, we're a bourbon bar with a drinking problem. Like, we have, like, amazing cocktail program and super talented bartenders. Mm-hmm. And there's more to us than just being a bourbon bar. We have over almost 600 total whiskeys in the house. Wow. So, you know. 600 it, today? Today. Oh, just under 600. Wow. We kind of move and flow as towards As far it. as bourbon bars go, is that a lot? Is that on par? Uh, no. I mean, the whole bourbon bar thing, uh, you know, Jack Rose, Delilah's, Cannon, uh, these other bigger cities have far exceeded what we can do because we're in a control state mm-hmm. and in our state's fine and we work within those rules and I don't we don't care what the rules are just give us the rules and we'll work within them and that's kind of what we've done here mm-hmm. um, so are we going to be able to put whiskeys from the past on the shelf and these other city states that have different liquor laws like Kentucky currently has the they can buy dusties from yard sales or whatever and, and wow. sell them in their bars wow. and we still can't do that wow. so we focus on the staff and okay. being a, a, a super intelligent, super knowledgeable, know about your whiskey. And so we take the approach that we want the all-around experience. And I know in some of those bigger bars like that, I think you see people comment on us a lot that they lose that experience because, I mean, if you have, they're trying to overwhelm you with the selection and we're mm-hmm. trying to overwhelm you with knowledge. Sure. So well, it's a bit of a compromise we have to make in our state. I want to talk a little bit more about Diane. Um, Diane is originally was my employer. Um, quite honestly, today we are business partners, but um, she's the controlling owner of the Century. I'm the minority owner. She bought the bar in '96. Okay. So she's had the bar for 23, 24 years as a single female proprietor, 
and and it wasn't always easy for her mm-hmm. and but she made it you know she persevered i mean that's one thing i gave her she's hard-headed you know she wants mm-hmm. her own way and it's worked for her and mm-hmm. you know we're proud of her and she's got us here it sounds like she credits you with the idea of sort of creating that singular focus of not just being a bar, but a bourbon bar. Yeah, for sure. Everything you see what we hear today is is certainly my vision and my direction for mm-hmm. what we do. Um, not to say that we don't, you know, we've all discussed everything the whole way through, but this is kind of how I, this is how my brain works. Like mm-hmm. I, for me, I built my version of what I, of what I would want from a bar. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe we've, I've, we've built here today. Cool. Um, but yeah, for sure, this is my concept. Yeah. And so I think I think the one thing that I really want to harp in on right now, focus in on as business owners or entrepreneurs who listen to this talk today are going to want to know, how did you go, how did it go so quickly from that vacation where you sort of had the vision of what you wanted to help this become, right? 2011-ish right. into 2012. You take down the TVs, you take down the jukebox, you create this atmosphere. And literally a year later, the Bourbon Review says uh, that we're top 55 in the, in the country, number one in Ohio. How did that transformation happen from, we're kind of going to make this switch from a bar to a bourbon bar to we're the best at what we do? Um, I think we all went in. Uh, you know, uh, people ask, you know, like, about the move next door. Uh, we, we just got smarter. We took ourselves more seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point, if your whole life you hear you're just a bartender, Fuck, you're just a fucking bartender. Yeah. But for us, I told these, I empower these guys. You know, I I create, you know, Jared, Nick, and Tim have been with me since the the early concept of the bourbon bar. They were, they were here in the old dive century days. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jared, I told them guys, I I started doing events where I'd wear tie or uh, vests and suits to Mm -hmm. events. And then on the weekends, I started wearing it in here. And then, you know, you felt better about what you were doing. You felt just better and more professional. So I told the staff from here on out, everybody has to wear vests and ties and suits every day. And at first, Jared was like, bah, bah, like I don't know if I'm into that. And I was like, well, if you want to work here, you're into it. Yeah. And, but then he, it, he did it, and then his happy hour sales went up like $300 and wow. never, never went back underneath that old number. Because wow. at the end of the day, some dude wearing a T-shirt and, and jeans mm-hmm. telling you about whiskey doesn't feel the same as a guy dressed like a professional. You know, if you take how you perceive, how you project yourself is how people will perceive you. Absolutely. So for us, that was really the hammer mm-hmm. of like, let's get smart. And you know, those guys all had to learn whiskey and then they took that journey with me. And those are certainly the foundation members of what we do today. So the move next door, I know that people listening to this are going to want to hear some updates. I, I came in here today wanting to, to go a little bit beyond that, but since we're on the topic, we're moving next door to the, to the original DPNL building. Absolutely. Do you have an estimated move-in date or, or opening night date? Uh, the actual date, no, but we, by everything, we are on schedule to be July. Oh, wow. So soon. Yeah, yeah. They're framing next door. We've, okay. I hope we might start hearing them here in a minute. And so uh, doubles, correct me if I'm wrong, we're going to double the current capacity on the first floor? Yes. We go from roughly 75, 85 is where we pretty much close the door. Uh, but next door, we go to 150 seats. Okay. And then the third floor is an event space? Yes. That's going to be wedding receptions, mm-hmm. small brand launches. A rentable space. Cr- yeah. Christmas mm-hmm. parties, that sort of thing. Cool. And then floor two, has that been decided yet? Oh, yes. Floor two is going to be... A date bar is the best way I can say it. There'll be an alley entrance. Everything on the second floor is going to be rounded edges. 
sleek, small tables because if you're ordered a drink and we're on a date, we don't need this table. Right. We don't want these hard. We want everything rounded. We want to be able to get to one another. Yeah. And we have private booths of like twos and then sixes and fours that we're going to do cart side service. Mm -hmm. So we'll make your drink in front of your smart. table because you can't see the bar. It's really smart. So we want it to be a sexy, it's the upstairs is going to be classic, timeless cocktails and some innovative cocktails, a bit more wine, maybe a little dessert focus. Okay. Like we're looking to do something different upstairs. Is that also open in July or is that future the, plan? The second and third floor, because we're in a vertical world today, you know, no one's building out now. Ranches are a thing of the past. Everything's mm -hmm. going up. Mm -hmm. So elevators, you would be a shockingly wow. <laughs> alarm that that's a shortage in the world now is huh. people who make actual manufacturer elevators. Yeah. So I think we're like on a weird like 24, 26 week lead out on buying wow. an elevator. So the second, third floor will be more fall, which is a happy accident as far as I'm concerned. As in changing a larger century and we're gonna have to do things a bit differently. There'll be a learning curve. Yeah. I mean, there's no two ways about that. So hopefully that will give us time to get everything even here. So mm -hmm. to move up, because you know, we're gonna definitely pull one of our staff members to run the second floor. I mean, Kelly will we'll pull Kelly from the century and she'll go to the second floor to really be my point man up there and run the show. Mm -hmm. So we, we won't have to lose her in that transition. So will you expand your staff if you're going from about 85 people to potentially 150 in a night? Well, the century, the nice thing about the century is right now, uh, we're in a really good place. We have Zach in Brooklyn and Mark who are all in an apprenticeship program. Uh, Mark's a bit farther along, but Zach and Mark, or Zach and Brooklyn, are more than capable and you know they're both moving in that direction for next door so uh, the hope is by the time we get next door one of those three is really up and going mm -hmm. so but we just had malia pass her test so and then we'll add me to the other bar so we'll be in a good place and we and it'll be all the same faces the paint's going to be the same the mm -hmm. mail pouch thing we don't want visually people to know they're not in the century right that's smart you know, and yeah. people are self-absorbed. They're gonna they're, they're gonna pull up on their Uber and walk into whatever door says Century. It's sixteen <laughs> feet from door to yeah, door. If you're ever gonna move a bar, this is the way to do 16 it. Sixteen feet. Yeah, that's great. You know, given the news that Century Bar is not only staying downtown uh, but expanding and growing, as evidenced by the noises we're hearing, it's clear that you're gonna continue to be a huge part of this new Dayton. Oh, absolutely. Well, we believe in Dayton, and that, oh, you know, you got to credit Diane on that more than I. Uh, perhaps I could have been swayed to go outside of downtown at, at a at one point in my life, but I mean, now you got to look at it. like downtown just centrally located. Like it makes so much sense. And Dayton, in, in, in general, so this is really about. Uh, like I tell people all the time, Dayton is an amazing city. It's just not for lazy people. <laughs> if you want to walk out front and just have everything handed to you, then no, man, that you should. Get your shit and go. Mm -hmm. This is not the city for you. However, everything is here that is in every other city in the country. You just got to look a little harder and find it. Dig a little bit deeper. You know, this is just a fun place. And, and, and just like every other city in the world, people are coming back downtown. Right. And we have some amazing community of empty nesters that live downtown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know my business partner, Diane, just looked for a place downtown and she couldn't find anything. Right. I mean... The real estate's so hot now, everybody yeah. wants to come back downtown. I mean, we all know we're, we're a grocery store away from this being, you know. Yep, even growing even further. Right. Yeah, I mean, downtown 2018 in the urban core had a 98% occupancy rate. That's huge. For sure. So it just shows that 
Uh, people are coming here. Like you said, they're flocking here. I love your recent quote that uh, we know how cool Dayton is. It's just time that we share it with the world. Well, I see your success and your move into this bigger space next door as a symbol for the growth that's taking place downtown. I think we talked about a little bit your rise uh, from 2010-11, the, the idea uh, to with a singular focus in the rise of downtown to now uh, being a place where people are now moving and spending time. They've sort of mirrored each other. I think you're just like the perfect person to talk to about this. Um, you know, old Dayton had its time, uh, but new Dayton is here and it's on the rise. And it's safe to say that Century Bar is on the rise as well. So Joe, I wanna say cheers to continued success. And thank you so much for taking the time. Wow, you're welcome. Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends. Uh, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed. Post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash new Dayton. Thanks again.